This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning, partly cloudy skies, some nice calm winds, 28 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Wednesday, the 21st of December, 2022. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch, and we're expecting partly sunny skies today. A high of 47, winds could kick up just a little bit. Clouds move in tonight, we'll have a low of 36. Thursday, we'll get our high temperature of 40 degrees around 9 o'clock in the morning. And we'll see the temperature drop into the mid-20s during the rest of the daylight hours as we have a chance of some rain and some snow developing by late afternoon. Winds will kick up to about 30 miles an hour at times, and that'll drive our wind chill to 12 during the day tomorrow. We'll be under a wind chill advisory, which means dangerously cold wind chills are possible, starting Thursday night and going through the day Friday. Bundle up, cover all exposed skin, because the wind chills could cause frostbite on any exposed skin in as little as 30 minutes. We'll talk more cold weather safety for you coming up here in just a few. Let's tell you what's going to happen Thursday night, a 40% chance of snow. Cloudy skies will gradually clear up overnight. Our low temperature, 6, with wind chill values as low as negative 10. Those winds gusting as high as 35 miles an hour out of the northwest. Friday, sunny skies, a high of only 19. It'll be gusty. Friday night, slow 12 under a partly cloudy sky. For Christmas Eve, Saturday, sunshine, a high of 29. Saturday night, slow 16. And then for Christmas Day, sunshine, and a high of 38 as those winds start to calm down Sunday. Now, if you're concerned for those who may not have a warm place to be during this weather, stay with us coming up on our news here in just a few minutes. We're going to tell you about a warming center that's going to be opened up in the next couple of days here. Right now, partly cloudy and 28 at the KVOM studios. Let's congratulate our employee of the day, Greg Flowers with Citizens Bank. Obituaries this morning, Montine Kazire Friesen, age 83 of Moralton, died on Tuesday, December 20th. She was a homemaker and member of the Church of Christ and is survived by her husband of 62 years, Wally Friesen of Moralton, and brother Wayne Kazire of Georgia. A private burial will be at a later date with arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Agatha Joy Head Gassaway age 92, died on Monday, December 19th. She was an elementary and Sunday school teacher for many years and retired to Pettyjean Mountain after almost 30 years of teaching at Dumas Central Elementary in Deshea County. She's survived by her daughter, Gwynedd K. Gassaway, and her son, Greg N. Gassaway, both of Pettyjean Mountain, and two sisters, among other family. Funeral service for Agatha Joy Head Gassaway will be Thursday, December 22nd at 11 a.m., in the chapel at Union Missionary Baptist Church, formerly Bob Neal's Funeral Home, number 5 Bruce Street in Moralton, with Brother Bill Scroggs, Brother Jim Mullins, and Brother John Chapman officiating. Visitation will begin at 10 o'clock at the chapel. Arrangements are by Rosewood Funeral and Cremations of Moralton. Albert Al N. Townsend, age 63, died Sunday, December 18th. Private memorial will be held at a later time. Arrangements by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. 7.35, partly cloudy, 28 at the KVOM Studios, warming up to 47 with sunshine today and a few gusty winds. 
KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. 736, partly cloudy and 28 at the KVOM studios. Arkansans are bracing for some of the coldest temperatures the area has ever experienced. The National Weather Service says an Arctic cold front will move across the state Thursday, ushering in bitterly cold air. Some snow will accompany the front with light accumulations possible across the north. There could be a dusting of snow across central portions of the state as well. The bigger concern, according to the Weather Service, will be the Arctic air that will move in and settle over the region through the end of the week with well below normal temperatures in the forecast. Breezy northwest winds will create wind chill index values below zero across much of the region Thursday through Friday morning. Temperatures will fall below zero across the north Friday morning, with single digits and teens elsewhere. Readings will likely stay below freezing statewide during the day Friday, with only some moderation in temperatures through Christmas. With temperatures that cold, Dennis Cavanaugh, Warning Coordination Meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Little Rock, says there are a number of steps you should take to protect yourself from the dangers of the cold weather. It is going to be some of the coldest temperatures that we've seen in uh, several years uh, here across the state of Arkansas. If you're planning to go outside, really important that you dress in layers and uh, get ready for this Arctic outbreak. Around the house, Kavanaugh says it's critical to take steps to protect your pipes from freezing. If you have exposed pipes outside, if if you have the ability to insulate them, uh, now would be the time to do so. What you'd want to do for certain uh, is leave some of your faucets dripping keep that water flow through the pipes. That will also prevent some heat loss uh, as long as you keep the water dripping on the on the hot side of things. That'll help prevent your pipes from freezing. You should also open kitchen and bathroom cabinet doors to allow warmer air to circulate around the plumbing. For the extreme cold, Kavanaugh also recommends having an emergency preparedness kit in your car in case you get stranded. Checking up on relatives, neighbors, and friends, and keeping your pets indoors if possible. For those who don't have warm shelter, the Conway County Office of Emergency Management has been working with the City of Moralton and the South Conway County School District to identify sites for warming centers around the community should there be a need to house several people. Otherwise, OEM will handle requests for those without housing as it does any other time. If someone does not have a home or heating in their home, they can reach out to the 911 Dispatch Center at 501 215 4911 and let the dispatcher know about their situation. If you know someone who needs help but won't ask, you can call for them. The retirement of Plummerville Mayor Ed Palladino at the end of this year marks an end to his two-plus decades of service to the city. Palladino has served as mayor of Plummerville for the past 16 years and was on the city council for four and a half years before that. He joked that he never planned to serve in city government 
for as long as he has. Filled in for vacancy, and then I did not plan to stay on the city council, but nobody else ran, so then, I was elected by default. At that time, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm not a politician, not a long time, but I expected, you know, that I would, I would definitely not win the mayor's seat, and I'd be out of this political <laughs> stuff, but it didn't happen. A retirement reception in Paladino's honor was held Tuesday in the Plummerville Community Room before he presided over his final city council meeting as mayor. He thanked all the citizens for their support and for everything the city has done for him over the years. In reflecting on his 16 years as mayor, Paladino said he's proud of some of the things that have been accomplished in the city. Right here at the end, we um, got to improving our water system, rebuilding it, which needed badly. Other accomplishments, uh, we have uh, the new businesses that come in here since I've been mayor. The dollar store, which has helped out. Exxon Station, maybe a few other small things. The mayor also said over two miles of street paving projects were also completed, but he said he wishes more could have been done for the city. But like all small towns, Plummerville has limited funds with which to work. Mayor Palladino added that he hopes Plummerville will continue to flourish and prosper in the future. Patsy Johnson will be sworn in as the new mayor of Plummerville on January 1st. The Arkansas Department of Agriculture cautions horse owners and handlers in Arkansas following a voluntary recall of alfalfa cubes from manzanola feeds due to a possible Clostridium botulinum health risk. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued a notice December 17th advising horse owners not to feed Top of the Rockies alfalfa cubes with the date codes 111222, 111322, 111422, 111522, and 111622. This product has been recalled by Manzanola Feeds, which distributes directly to feed stores and co-ops in Arkansas and nine other states. The FDA is aware of at least 98 horses in four states that showed neurologic symptoms. These cases of illness and death in horses are being investigated in cooperation with state departments of agriculture in Colorado, Louisiana, New Mexico, and Texas. The symptoms in the cases reported are consistent with botulism, and further testing is underway. At least 45 of these horses have died or were euthanized due to declining health. Horse owners and handlers should take precautions to protect human and animal health and immediately consult a veterinarian if your horse ate this product and shows signs of neurologic illness, such as muscle tremors, difficulty eating or swallowing, difficulty standing, or collapse. Let's check our community calendar for you now. The CHI St. Vincent Moralton Auxiliary is holding a drawing for a Christmas gift basket valued at over $400, the second prize is a queen-size quilt and Petty Jean Meats gift box. Tickets are a dollar each, six for five dollars. Those can be purchased at the hospital front desk or gift shop or from any auxiliary member. The drawing will be held today, so hurry and get your tickets. First Baptist Church of Russellville is presenting The Living Nativity, a live portrayal of the true meaning of Christmas on the First Security Bank lawn on West Main Street in Russellville. Tonight from 6.30 until 8.30. Then again Thursday and Friday nights from 7 until 8.30. Now 
Now, they haven't announced any changes to their schedule, even though we've got extreme temperatures forecasted for those Thursday and Friday night times. The Moralton Board of Zoning Adjustment will meet Thursday night at 5.30 in the City Council meeting room at Moralton City Hall. And Grace Life Church in Moralton will offer a free community Christmas dinner Saturday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the church at 400 North Cherry Street in Moralton. Well, residents of our area have known since 1952 that they can listen to KVOM's Morning News Watch at 7.30. But if you're unable to be around a radio at that time, you can listen when it's convenient to you. Each weekday morning, we publish this newscast on the KVOM podcast channel. It's free to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can listen through our website, kvom.com, or our free mobile app. The KVOM News Watch podcast is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. 744, partly cloudy, 28 degrees at the KVOM studios. A little later on, we'll visit with Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart during our close-up segment. Up next, Eric Tyler has sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, Jones Newswire, Chris Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Senior Cheyenne Kemp scored 17 of her game high 26 points in the second half as Marlton's senior girls basketball team pulled away from Mina for a 72 to 45 victory in 4A4 conference play last night at Devil Dog Arena. Junior Sophie Warman added 17 points, and senior Cameron Grill scored 11 for the Lady Devil Dogs, who led by just three points at halftime, but outscored the Lady Cats 43-19 in the second half. With the win, Marlton takes over sole possession of first place in the conference standings. Lady Devil Dogs now 4-0 in league play and 12-2 overall on the season. In senior boys' action, Marlton opened the game on a 17-0 run and never looked back in a 69-28 win over the Bearcats. Junior Corey Mosley led the Devil Dogs with 18 points. Junior B.J. Woodruff followed with 15. And Junior Isaac Wood added 11 all in the second half as the Devil Dogs improved their record to 9-4 overall, 4-1 in conference play with that win. Marlton's girls will play in a tournament in Sheridan next week while the boys play in the Neosho Holiday Classic in Neosho, Missouri. The 10th-ranked Arkansas men's basketball team has its final non-conference tune-up before starting Southeastern Conference play. When the Razorbacks play host to UNC Asheville tonight in an 8 p.m. contest, you can hear that game live on our sister station, 99.3 and 105.5 FM, The Eagle. The 17th-ranked Arkansas women's team suffered its first loss of the season on Tuesday, falling to number 16, Oregon, 85-78 at the San Diego Classic. The Razorbacks will play South Florida at 3 p.m. today. University of Central Arkansas men's team lost to Little Rock 75-66 last night. UCA women played champion Christian at 1 p.m. today on our sister station, 92.7 Jack FM. 7.48 as we look at weather here on this Wednesday, and we've got humidity right now at 100% with calm winds. Barometric pressure 30.35 inches. Low temperature this morning, 25 degrees. High yesterday, 56 
A year ago today, the low was 27, the high was 55. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM total for the year. Remains at 47.23 inches. Our sunset this evening is 5.02. Sunrise tomorrow morning, 7.16. And forecast calling for partly sunny skies today. High near 47 degrees this afternoon. Could have wind gusting around 15 miles per hour. Then increasing clouds tonight with a low around 36. And things get really interesting tomorrow as temperatures drop rapidly. Uh, high near 40, but that'll be in the morning and then it'll be down in low 20s by uh, the afternoon with those strong winds coming 35 miles per hour uh, at times tomorrow. We'll have a 30% chance of rain, then chance of rain and snow by the afternoon as the temperatures fall. But clear by Thursday night, but very, very cold temperatures continue to drop. Six degrees for the actual low expected, and wind chill advisory will be in, in effect with uh, wind chill values low, as low as 10 degrees below zero for Thursday night. So be very, very uh, careful. Make sure you can stay warm you know, Thursday night into Friday. Not warming up a whole lot on Friday. The afternoon high, 19 degrees on Friday. Strong winds continuing, again, gusting around 30 miles per hour. And cold temperatures sticking around uh, extremely cold through at least Saturday, then Christmas Day may get back above freezing, but uh, it won't happen before then, it looks like. So, getting very, very cold, and the wind chill advisory will be in effect there for Thursday night. Extremely cold with the uh, strong winds that will accompany it, and that chance of snow tomorrow that we need to be uh, wary of for tomorrow afternoon and into the evening. But right now, we have... Fair skies, 28 degrees in Marlton, nine and a half minutes in front of eight o'clock on KVOM. Newswatch continues in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. It is 7.54 now on KVOM, and we're joined on our close-up interview this morning with Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart. Good morning to you. Morning, Eric. How are you doing? Doing well. It's good to have you in on our last uh, normal day, I guess. It's going to turn crazy on us with the weather <laughs> wheel tomorrow, so... I need to enjoy this one, I guess. It's hard to believe, but you better enjoy your 40-something degree day, right? Yes, yeah. We're, we're because not. tomorrow, by the, by the time the sun goes down, it won't be that. Yeah, and we're not going to see it for <laughs> uh, for a few days, uh, it looks like. So, uh, very, very cold. But, uh, talk, uh, I guess, first you had final quorum court <coughs> meeting of the year the other night. Yes, and we had our last one. Of course, a big thing uh, past the, the budget for... For next year, so and that's what close to close to seven million dollars. Yeah, right at it was. Uh, yeah, somewhere in the in the in the six seven eight six, I believe was the number exactly, but roughly rounded off about seven million dollars. And you know, I was just when you look at that thing, you don't think really a lot about it, but basically when we pass it, it's a 
it's a cadre of, or, of entities that work in county government that we basically fund from a quorum court, courthouse maintenance, to circuit court division one, two, and three, the prosecuting attorney, the jail, the coroner, the mine patrol, uh, veteran service, county extension office, just a yeah. large, that, that sounds like a lot of money, but that lot of money goes a lot of places yeah. at the same time. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And, uh, anything, uh, I guess nothing special or unique on the budget next year? No, we took, they made a few changes. Um, uh, in one of our resolutions, we reallocated some of our sales tax money off the general improvement sales tax money out of uh, out of road, a little bit of it out of road into general to help shore it up a little. Uh, County Road had a had a pretty good year and we uh, severance tax helped us a whole lot and so trying to as they say get our general beef back up where it needs to be okay all right and of course also from the meeting uh, a couple of cleanup ordinances kind of balancing things out for, for sure. 2022 oh yeah we uh, as they say when we get into this we always do one in december but we've always got what i call the final cleanup will be in january but we uh uh appropriate some monies for our elections to ha handle all that because part of that that sounds like a lot of money but it's not really because we get a pretty good chunk of that not all of it we get i'm going to say 70 65 70 percent of that back mm -hmm. from the state for actually handling those elections we uh we uh, move some money out of acts of capital machine equipment item and uh, uh county road to fuel because as we talk we are trying to as they say load fuel tanks up uh of course, the question is, why'd you do that? And I said, two dollars and ninety-two cents for off-road diesel is a whole lot better than four dollars and seventy-five cents that we paid this year. Oh yeah. Yep. So we had a couple times. I know you were there. We had to mm -hmm. uh, we appropriate what we thought would work, and then and it, we had to go back to actually two times to take and uh, appropriate more monies. Yep. Fuel deal was really really sporadic this year. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, of course, passed the, the tax levy ordinance. Yep, which is pretty we got important, the tax so. levy, and as far as I know, and I say that, may be some minor changes in levy district and things. I don't know about that, but other than that, everything else looked like it stayed the same. Yep. We actually passed our tax levy ordinance for, for counties, cities, everybody. Yep. Anybody that's taxing unit. All right. All right, and kind of looking back on uh, 2022, what were some of the highlights for the county? Well, we, uh, you know, really uh, – I guess you say, as they say, I tell everybody, my favorite saying is way too cold, way too long, and then went from way too cold, way too long, to way too hot, way too quick. Mm -hmm. Yep. But we got a lot of things. got quite a bit done this year. Uh, I'm quite proud of one thing. We're beginning to see some daylight in the tunnel. We've worked on bridges in my 22 years I've been here. Mm -hmm. And we're down to, uh, we actually have done a rework on a bridge on Mount Olive Road, Mount Zion Loop. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I get them mixed up. And we've got one uh, bridge left that's got a weight limit sign on it, and if uh, if if we can if we can figure it out anyway, uh, by the end of next year we're not going to have a, a county bridge that has to be posted. Okay. Now, I don't know about the cities; I can't speak for the cities, but you know what I normally deal with are the county county bridges and county roads, and uh, you know for a county such as this, a very agricultural county, and a county that's heavy in timber that's you know some folks it's not a big deal but some other folks it's a big deal for sure yeah but where is that last bridge springfield road springfield, springfield road. arkansas all right we'll so get that one done we're going to get that one done and uh we're going to continue on with our uh, cost share program we had a lot of participation this past year and uh 80 20 cost share on some of these roads that people are interested in and, uh, hard servicing is kind of 
always admired Rich Motors when he's on the Quorum Court. He always said, for those folks that are really serious about their road, we've got a program for you, and we do. It's an 80-20 cost share. County picks up 80%. Property owner picks up, or the people want to participate, not property owner necessarily, but people want to participate in improvement on the road. It's 20% cost share. It's uh, not for major connectors. Our major my, major connector roads usually are covered by a state aid program. Mm-hmm. We get about $200,000 a year from that. And I will say this, that doesn't really, in today's day and age, doesn't go very far. I mean, right. when you say 200000 you think a lot of money. That normally will cover about 1.2 or 1.3 miles. Yeah. So, so as they say, you mm-hmm. think it's a lot, but if you drive down a four-mile-long road, it's a, it's a long process. Sure, sure. All right. But yeah, that, that, uh, that program is still in place if anyone wants to get the road paved certainly be a good way to do it as i always say my 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 end statement is until funds are exhausted when funds are exhausted we can't do that but uh and i always uh, you know i get into this i know and i know everybody likes to see the hard surfacing that's a good thing uh, the only problem we've got there's 750 miles of that in conway county and i hadn't found 45 million dollars yet yeah. That's about what it'd take to pay them all. Yeah. It'd be nice if we had that. It kind would of be, money, just so. be super. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, also this uh, past year dealt with pretty pretty serious drought there for yes, a good part we, of the summer. Yes, uh, like I said, weird, uh, really weird year that was tough on a lot of entities, a lot of folks, a lot of agriculture. It was uh, had a tough year, and of course, and now we're into winter time and feed supplies are short and uh, as i say if i tell this all the time it, uh, the anomaly is actually fuel prices have kind of let up a little i don't know how long that's going to last yep. but that's about the only thing i've seen that's gotten any cheaper yeah yeah exactly that may not last very long um but yeah, looking ahead to 23, obviously the, the brig and the road projects, anything else? Uh, yeah, we're going to take a, what we're actually going to do, trying to kind of help ourselves out a little. We're going to actually be doing some expansion on our fuel capacity storage, too. We've yeah. got a couple pretty good-sized more fuel tanks we can purchase actually last year, and we're going to stand those up, and we're probably going to expand our capacity to hold diesel fuel. Okay, good deal. All right, looking forward to it. Judge, anything else for us this morning? That's about all I can think of. They're just, uh, you know, these, as they say, there's always something something working and something going, but hopefully 2023 is going to be a good and prosperous year. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a safe Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And mm-hmm. as I always say, don't drink and drive, you know, and this weather, uh, you better bundle up because it sounds like it's going to be uh, pretty serious. It'll be rough for a few days for sure. Yes. So, all right. Yep. Merry Christmas to you, Judge. Thank you so much for coming in. Enjoyed it. 802 Nell and KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.